Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Our house, we rent it. Orange and black and white, we fill it. Earned our stripes, you know we kill it. Bleed our colors, jungle dripping. Nasty, natty, yeah, we live it. Lit the crowd, hit the city loud. Yeah, we feasting now. Fit the pounce, make the city howl. Now we feasting now. Thunder through the tunnel from the sideline to the huddle. Stripes we tatted on the jungle when we flex that. Who they muscle on them? Cincinnati, we gon' rise in the In the jungle, we unite in the Drippin' orange and black and white Who day when we fight When they die in these stripes uh. Now who got a move rockin' on? Now who wanna move crossin' on? Now who wanna move Welcome to another episode of Bengals and Brews. I am Del Altman, joined by my co-host, Travis Brown, Derek Davis, a little bitch. We all know that. We are joined by two other very special guests, power couple, Bengals power couple, husband and wife. 80% of the fan base love them or don't love them. <laughs> That's up to debate. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Hubei, oh, Jess, and, and, and Jeremy Bengals cap. Hey, guys, what's up? Oh, hey. MBB, too. MBB. Can't, can't forget, forget BB. Real winner here. All right. Out of all of us, <laughs> that little one, ball of fun. Yes. Having the best time. Oh, yeah. Spoiled. Spoiled as hell. Yeah. <laughs> Travis, you want to tell the people about Birmingham before we get into uh, our Jets most preview? Certainly, most certainly. Yesterday, I uh, was a little down in the dumps and such, and I was just immediately wanted to get on to an attack mode, but now I'm a little bit more spirited up and such, and I can tell everybody about the great, absolute, fabulous alcohol that you can get at a discount just as everybody else. You know, Jess does it as well on their show. Brimminghorn does help them out. But for our show, we know the people, the brew drinkers, want the best way possible to get it. So you're going to go on to BrimminghornMeadery.com. Listen here. Use the promo code BANGLEBREW, and you're going to get two bottles at a minimum. You're going to ship it out, and you're going to get blown away in your minds all right they get the best blends of every single thing that you would want and need in a bottle of mead have you ever had mead just buy it don't even think about it press the button and get it sent to you i, I don't think i i don't think i've mentioned this travis uh with the Brimminghorn, i got to try the king of the north at the tailgate Derek had a bottle and oh my gosh you never had it no never had the first time the king of the north i had had some of the other kinds but not that one you couldn't have told me that after I was done spewing the whole thing? I could have waited, but I had to get it out there before I forgot. Well, I'm very glad that you got to taste it, and everybody else can taste it as well. You can't taste the King of the North quite yet. they got to wait about six months in a nice barrel to age and get that nice texture for your tongue. So when you know when the Bengals turn it around, we win every week from now on, then you can nice have a nice little celebration when you pop that bottle of the King of the North and the nice white and everything else that they're doing with it. It's going to be super, super sick. And you guys can go BrimminghornMeadery.com. Use the promo code BENGALBREW. Get 15% off of that. You must be 21 or older to order. Now, let's start the show. Hey, Travis. Oh, hey, Travis. You, hey, Travis. Did you, know, did you know you that tried, I tried the King of the North? You tried King of the North. I want to hear your, your words because this is very old news for us three. But you tried King of the North. I want to hear you. What do we got? 
It, it was and so you just had a crowd laugh. That was I, I'm kind yeah. of <laughs> where that came from. I I don't know. I was just uh, yeah. Live studio audience <laughs> right in front of Dale. I love it. I love it. Hey, well, since James to... says uh, looks like he recovered nicely from the snip snip. Hello to everybody in the chat. All a little sore, but we're working. We're working. We're all right. The mouth can still work. I can I can talk a million miles an hour. So tell me, you know, King of the North, you had a taste on it. We all three of us, me, Cap, Jess, we've talked, we, 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 Cap is the one that made me buy it. Yeah, I, uh, I was like, you know, I like some of the other flavors, but that one really was like the bomb. And I'm so disappointed that I never got any last year. I was like, oh my gosh. The hint of orange, the hint of vanilla, it's smooth. It was way too easy to drink. Way too easy. Yes. And I, I've already thanked you before, Cap, but thank you for putting it on Twitter. So then I was able to see it, and I'm like, oh, great impulse purchase, and I bought the hell out of it fast. And then I almost I almost did a lot more than that with that bottle when I found out how good it was. Who's Matt. Matt and the One Chip Challenge? No. Yeah, no. Like, no, what? no more. What? Yeah, yeah. You, you did that. I, heard, I found that out last night. How was that? Uh, how'd that treat you? I've I've never I've never made a worse decision in my life. That that was honestly, I ha, I have nightmares about it still. I thought I was gonna die. Jess, were you at work? Did you get to experience any of the pain with him? She's frozen. Oh no! Oh no! She, yeah, working for me. She's frozen in my house. Like, yeah. No <laughs> so concern. She goes, "Am I frozen?" Yeah, so talk, talk, talk to us about it. So when did you get, when did you do the one chip challenge and how did that really treat you? Uh, you know what? So it ruined a show. Tuesday is just a, a wash, uh, except for the fact, you know, thank you, Santori on Twitter and Hootay Baby and Bengals Bourbon carried everything while I sat back in my chair and just thought about who will miss me when I'm gone. Um, I, I swallowed the whole chip. He took the whole and thing like a champ. I, I've heard various people like threw up half of it or spit out part of it or whatever. Yeah. I chewed the whole thing, swallowed the entire thing, which probably was a mistake. Um, I, I, wa- I wanted to, th- to vomit, but I was afraid of the feeling. So I, I, I made sure I didn't, which was probably the mistake because – Later that night when I laid down and it shifted in my stomach, the, the sweating and the stomach cramps came back. I, I fought with that probably till about 3 a.m. Um, every time that I, I, I slept in a chair sitting up and every time I would adjust, it would all come back. And the crying, the sweating, you know, number one burn, number two burn, number three burn. I didn't know I had a number three. It was the worst thing that I've ever done in my life. I... I there's no amount of like macho behind it. I don't have a frontal lobe. I have difficulty uh, with making bad decisions, and that was a bad one. Uh, I, I wasn't trying to prove anything. I figured, hey, I'll sacrifice myself. We're going to beat the Jets because I went through that pain, you know, cleansing by fire. And I, they better win. <laughs> it hurts so bad. Yes, did you experience it? The pain actually, that's she kept me alive. Okay, so this is how this is what happened. Okay, so all day I was procrastinating working out, procrastinating working out. Finally, 
I'm like, all right, I got to get my workout done before the show starts so I can, you know, be in the comments and whatever. So I finished 10 miles on my bike. I had art. I had done like a strength class as well. So I'm literally like dead. Like I am like dripping sweat, like dead on my feet, like just absolutely exhausted, starving to death, exhausted. Okay. And I come out of the, of our, like our room, our bonus room that the gym is in is right across from where Cap is and where Cap's recording up there. And I literally was like, you're not going to do that right now, are you? And like, I was like, literally like sweating and like shaking as I'm having to run up so and down I. the stairs of the house to bring him milk. Finally, I gave him the jug and I'm like, don't ask me for nothing else. Like I have to go make dinner. I'm not okay. <laughs> My so God. it could have maybe used some better planning on our part. I definitely would not have done my workout then had I known that he was going to try to kill himself with a stupid chip. But you know that's okay. So I watched. <laughs> I watched the. Uh, I watched the one guy that does the hot wings, and I didn't realize four weeks ago he did that challenge as well, and he was struggling fairly. He was. He kept crying and he was wiping his eyes and such. And to see him struggle with it. I, I said last night, I, we had uh, the guys on the side on Boogered Up do it, and I watched all these guys break down in every different way. And to watch him go through the pain, I was like, oh, my God, nobody can do this. This is not set for anybody in this world. No. Yeah, no, no one can have a positive reaction from eating that. And, uh, like, I've had – anybody that knows Quaker Steak and Lube, I've had their tonic wing. And that, that, that messed up my night. Like, you know, I was out with friends. They dared me. I did it. Um, it was painful. This was a league, like, many, many tiers different. This, the, this one chip, Packy one chip, was Joe Burrow. And then the Atomic Wing at Quaker Steak and Lube would be me at quarterback. That is the giant gap Jesus between. Fuck. Jesus Christ. You painted a great picture there. That's a big difference. I, it's so I, funny. Seriously, I, I would rather go. I'd rather have an appendectomy without uh, anesthesia than, than go through that again. I, I don't know. It, it'll never happen again. Anybody that laughed, I appreciate it. I'm glad you laughed. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't. Yeah, follow I'm my fine footsteps. with saying I hate charity, James. I'm not doing that charity. challenge. <laughs> I'm not doing it. There's no. better things to do for charity. Oh, I mean, yeah. And seriously, like I think Matt shared the uh, video with us of there's a TikTok where they called the squad. They had to call the squad. And honestly, if if Cap probably had like a more loving wife that doesn't watch no, dying, no, I I, I said if she wasn't a medical professional, she probably would have called the squad. Instead of because like some dirt on it. <laughs> there, there, there was a point where I'm, I'm sitting back and it hurt to breathe. So my breathing was shallow and I wasn't getting enough oxygen. So all my extremities were, were numb and tingling. And I am just pouring. My shirt was soaking wet. I've, I sweat more eating that chip than I did riding 57 miles in Pelotonia. <laughs> and my what? stomach was cramping up. Um, there was stuff burning that I didn't think the chip could get to. The like the pain hole. was coming from places. Hole. I'm like, there's not a, there's a wall there, right? Like this isn't just eating through my insides, like some kind of weird, like alien in the movie, you know, oh my God. I was terrified. Seriously. I, I'm not even joking. Um, I hate to disappoint anybody. You know, you, I, I've made jokes. No, it was terrible. It was honestly terrible. I do not recommend it. I'll never do it again. 
No way. I mean, the yeah. chip itself looked like death. Like, Santori pulled it out because he did it. Yeah. That's huge. Dude, it well, looks like it's it just black. A, like, it looks, it looks like, like it went through a house fire. Like, it looks. <laughs> Like it looks like it's the last thing you should be eating in the world. And they're like, or like Lord of the Rings, you know, it was forged in hell. You know, here it is, eat it. Like what? I smelled it and I started coughing. I did last year's one and I took a big bite out of it. And I, as soon as I crunched it, I ran. And I actually, this used to be the old studio for the other one. I ran so hard, I broke the the panels on the floor because I stopped so hard on the ground to get to the trash can to spit it out. So I was like, "This is gonna kill me." I I either have to spit this out now. <laughs> that was the chip trying to pull you back down to hell where it came from. Yeah, yeah. exactly. That's the smartest thing you could have done. Spit it out. Like it would have it would have been painful, and it would have been funny. But I could have continued. But like, if you watch, uh, Matt showed me a video from the start of the show to about 30 minutes in and my color changed, you know, and basically he's like, yeah, I've seen people liver failure that, that I mean, it, it was not, I don't understand the shades of color that I changed, uh, just from eating that it, it was bad. I, I do watched, not I, recommend I've it. I've watched a lot of videos where people are like on the ground, not moving. And like, they actually have the squad there like doing actual medical stuff. And I'm like, this is, why is this a thing? It's like, the, it, it reminds yeah. me of like the iPod stuff kind of. It's like, yeah, you got to do it. It's not going to be good for you. You might you die, but try yeah. it. And eat it and it's a trend and everybody loves it. But everybody just dies when they do it. I'm like, I don't, my pain is not worth that. I'm fine. I don't need to do that. Well, and then Karen did it after Cap and Santori. And I told him, he's like, well, I had these spicy pork rinds. I'm like, like spicy pork rinds and the chip of death seem like two totally different things, bud. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. In comparison with Cap and Joe Burrow being quarterback. At quarterback. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's see what Derek has here. This is your Derek moment of the day. Hi, Derek. Hi, Declan. Oh. There we go. That's the start of the show. He's muted. He's muted. He's muted. muted there you go. There you go. Okay. Who's so sweet. Hey, we Declan, you, you killed it the other day on the Ask Me Anything the other morning. That was awesome. Yeah. You got any he predictions knows. for this Sunday? No, I do not. You do not? I thought you said 16 to nothing. We we're going to win 16 to zero. Yeah. I'll take it. Yeah, we're at the team of street fair. I found like a five-minute window where I could come in and say hi to y'all. So. The big, yeah. big time Seaman State Fair right now. Seaman, yeah, the home, the home of the orange arrow. Everybody lives. Everybody's from Seaman. Everybody is. Everyone. <laughs> Literally. What the heck? <laughs> Whenever his Ted. What the heck? All, All right, Derek. You want? We love you, you buddy. Everybody. Stay out of trouble. Let's give. We'll do. Hey, give him a big who day. Who day? Who day? Who day? Bye. That's a real good who day. Yeah. That was that was aggressive. Kids are so cute. That's a winning who day right there for this weekend. <laughs> so let's dive into that. Fifteen minutes that's in. A good, that's a good, nice little segue to actually why we're all here. Yeah. It's we're Sunday. We're going to preview um, the Jets. 
Yeah, we have the New York Jets. And if anybody remembers last year, that was something we thought that was going to be something that would be a nice walk yeah, nice uh, of a way. good game and uh, was quite the surprise. And now this year we are uh, kind of looking at, a di- at it a little differently this year. Uh, what do you two think uh, we should be looking forward to this weekend? And what are you guys looking forward to? Yeah, so, you know, I the Jets don't scare me. I don't care what happened last year. I We all saw it. We all remember, you know, my favorite Admiral Akbar quote is, it's a trap, and it was, and we got trapped by the Jets last year, I think, and, and Mike White. Nobody wants to relive that. But now we have the benefit of playing Joe Flacco, who historically we've played well. Um, you know, Carl Lawson, I love and miss Carl Lawson. I wish him nothing but the best, but he's not. You know, he's good, but I don't think he's going to give us much trouble. Uh, Sauce Gardner matching up with our wide receivers could be interesting, could be an interesting matchup. But, you know, I'm really not worried. I think that we handle – I think everybody is to the point now where they know that they have got to start winning some games. And this losing even close games is, is not going to cut it. So I think everybody gets mad. They get their whatever hats on, and they, they go to work. This week, I, for, I forgot that sauce went to the Jets. How has he been doing this year? Decent, you know, he's kind of gotten dinged up in a few games. I feel like when I watched, I didn't watch any of the Browns game, but I listened to it on the radio, and he was down a few times where they had to kind of he had to go out for a few plays and then he came back. So I think he's been kind of getting dinged up. I think they've been kind of using the crap out of him, honestly, but I think he's been playing decently well, but nothing, nothing too scary, I don't think so. I'm looking forward to get back on track. You know, Bengals fans have got to remember, and we're terrible. We're terrible at remembering. Got to remember that, what, we, we had primetime issues. Everybody was always terrified of going into primetime, and we, we've won primetime games. Uh, everybody was terrified of, you know, oh, there's no way we come back, uh, you know, down 20-whatever against the Chiefs. We, we, we did it. Uh, there's no way, you know, we, we can't win a playoff game. We, we did it. Uh, there's no way. You name every single possible curse last year, we broke them all. You know, all these people who were, uh, had the pitchforks out for Zach Taylor, you know, end of the year, like, I, I'm glad I was wrong. You know, Zach's the man, blah, blah, blah. We have a couple of games with, with poor execution, and they're back. They come. Everybody forgot what they were were saying just last year. So what a perfect time. We've got the Jets who we didn't execute well at all. We kept them in the game that entire game last year, and then decide to when when we're about to put it away, we cough up the ball. We give them the ball. What a perfect way after how many turnovers against the Steelers. And then maybe going the opposite direction, pulling back the aggressiveness a little too far so that we don't turn the ball over uh, against the Cowboys. We're going to strike that happy medium. We're going to get the mojo back. And, hey, like Hubei said, Flacco's thrown 25 interceptions compared to 21 touchdowns against us. I, I'm not worried. You know, they've got to play. They've got to execute on the field. But I'm not worried about the Jets. BB's pissed now. Hey. She's BB said. BB said I you can't take no team in the NFL lightly. Cap. 
You can't take my team lightly. Yeah, she disagrees. I swear, I thought that was something that Cat put in there randomly. And I'm like, why did you start making a dog bark? I don't understand yeah. that. That's um, We have real dogs that bark, so, you know. I thought that was an audio thing. Not hell, humans Cat, that Cat. walk around and bark. <laughs> Definitely. I mean, you guys know what you're talking about when it comes to Bengal stuff. So everybody knows that that is for sure something that we need to be looking into. There's everybody has different opinions, whether, you know, if you are afraid of them, if you're not afraid of them, if you think you're going to overlook them, even after going 0-2, where we're like, okay, they're just the Jets and we are the Bengals. Um, I, what are you guys looking for? What are you guys uh, looking forward to uh, switching up the first two weeks of the season? There was a lot of things that weren't clicking, not doing well. What do you think this week is where, like I know Cap said that this is where uh, we start to get it to turn around full swing. But what really needs to switch around this week for versus the Jets to see some good faith and structure for the remaining of the season? I think the real Joe Burrow needs to come back. Uh, you know, this guy we've had uh, under center the past two weeks is not Joe Burrow. He, that is a shell of Joe Burrow. That is a Joe Burrow that had an open appendectomy not long ago. So, you know, I think really, honestly, once Joe Burrow – starts clicking again on offense. If we can score 30 points on offense, we're going to win every single game because the defense can hold them. The defense has shown that they can hold them to, to 15, 20 points max. You know, So if we can start really scoring some points on offense, I think that we can handle pretty much any team in the NFL. But you know, Joe Burrow has got to see the field. He's got to see his receivers getting open. He's got to trust his guys up front or scheme around them somehow. We, we made it work last year. We can make it work again. Uh, so I think he just needs to, um, and he will, I believe that he will. I believe that his, um, I, I was on Jeff's show earlier today and I said the same thing. I really feel like a lot of people don't realize how big of a surgery this really was. Hey, and Jeff, that, trying to pull sports of strawberry ice. He has a show. He does. He has a show. And if you haven't heard jackpot, Joey, jackpot, Joey, <laughs> it's all jackpot things, Joey. all things. Jackpot, Joey. We love you, Jeff. Jackpot, Joey. So Jackpot has. What about you, Cap? What about you, Cap? Yeah, uh, Sean Volker, you're a genius. I know you're. You're probably not watching. He, he, I forgot his name on Jeff's show. He, he's an artist. He's probably you know rubbing elbows with the elite in Cincinnati right now. But uh, mm -hmm. uh, I love you, Sean Volker. Um, no, she she's exactly right, and and we don't fault Joe Burrow for anything that's happened because okay i just again i keep thinking back to our fans when it was andy dalton and everybody hated andy dalton and they loved aj green it was andy dalton wasn't getting rid of the football quickly enough or andy dalton wasn't finding the open receiver andy dalton andy dalton but you look at like 2018 the offensive line was ranked uh 28th 27th whatever mm. We don't yeah, talk about those guys. We don't talk about Cedric. No, he was uh, he was commandeering uh, uh, or <laughs> commanding a uh, yeah commandeering, commanding an offense that was top ten for those first four or five games of the of the year with a horrible offense. It can, or offensive line. It can be done. Joe Burrow. This is all new. Completely remade offensive line. Uh, an offensive line that fans were happy with on paper, an offensive line that experts were happy with on paper. Uh, everybody felt that the Bengals did what they should have done to protect him. 
and they put that line on paper in that top 10. Uh, say what you want about playing in the preseason, but they, they couldn't have played anyway. You know, Lyle Collins, obviously now we see there's ongoing issues. You know, he couldn't have just been, you know, right tackle for, you know, half a game even in the preseason. They, they need to bring him along slowly. Whatever is wrong, I hope he heals up quickly. Uh, he, he does not look like Lyle Collins that, that we've seen uh, with the Cowboys. So, Joe Burrow, I honestly, between the, the surgery, I'm thinking he's just going to he's gonna roll. No, Thomas, don't fill his head with that. Jess has to live with that, man. He's <laughs> <laughs> not always yeah. right. No one's always right. I'm thinking he, he's going to roll. He doesn't feel a thing. No, he, he probably does. Now, he's not going to say it. Joe Burrow's not going to say that during a presser that, oh, exactly. yeah, my, my surgery was bothering me a little bit more. But no, no, no. He's not going to make excuses. He's just going to say, hey, they, they need to get it done. And uh, that's what he's done. You know, he, he's tried to say what they need to do. You know, he's alluded to things that he wants. I, I know he's going to talk it over with Zach. And I heard on Reddit that uh, they were seen at Jeff Ruby's, Joe Burrow and his offensive lineman. So, you know, I just imagined uh, a godfather scene, you know, Joe Burrow being godfather, letting everybody know, hey, you know, this is how cigar. it's going to be. You know, he had the cigar. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Like, if, if you're either protecting me or. You're going to protect me or you're going to be out of here. There you go. There you go. I like that picture. I like that picture. Yeah, no. Uh, like Dalton, I, 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 with Dalton, I saw it. I saw it a million times where, you know, somebody says Dalton couldn't get it done. But then from, from you know, Hubei and I sitting in the film room with Marvin, talking with Marvin, talking about some of the coaches, it was more, I don't think he trusted his receivers to be in the right spot. I don't think he trusted his offensive line to give him consistent protection. I didn't say good protection, consistent protection. So he knows where the weakness is coming from. I think right now it's just uh, roll the dice. What's going to happen? Is it going to be left guard? Is it going to be right tackle? Is it going to be left tackle? Is it going to be straight up the middle? Like, what are you guys going to do this particular play to make sure that I have no idea where I'm going to throw to? Right. Well, that's a scary. Me. That's a scary thought too, because we don't want that to happen to Joe. Because his confidence is one of the things that makes him who he is. You know, so when he's if that's starting to get in his head, but I just think it's a combination of things. So one thing like Travis, you were saying, just like, what could we do? I've been saying like, you know, get the short passing game going. And this could go along with, uh, I think it was James that said, yeah, free Dax Hill, but also Chris Evans. Maybe you find a way to get Chris Evans a little more, more involved in that short passing game or Mixon more involved in that short passing game. Hayden Hurst, he's questionable, but hopefully you get him more involved in that short passing game. You know, you run some screens, you do some stuff with Jamar out of the backfield. You just show show a few different looks, and the line holds up a little better. It all goes hand in hand. And then Joe starts running a little better, you know, also. And, and things open up more for the deep pass because you're able to run. Everything goes a little hand in hand. So it's not one thing right now, it's several. At least that's yeah. my opinion on it. Definitely yeah, and I feel like I've, I've brought this up several times, but Jeff Schwartz has like a little four-minute breakdown where he said, you know, in this one play, you can basically see everything that's wrong with the Bengals offense right now. You know, the, the linemen are 
going way back into Joe's space, basically. They're making his pocket really, 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 really tiny because they're back, all the way back up in his lap. He's got receivers open downfield. He's not seeing them. He's not getting the ball out. And then, you know, he's getting sacked or, you know, taking like doing a short run or, you know, and I've, I've heard people say too, that sometimes it seems like Joe's internal clock is like sped up to where he feels like he doesn't have any time. He doesn't have any time. He doesn't have any time. Oh, he's got to go run or he's got to go do something or he's got to dump the ball off or he's got to throw it away or something like that. When really he's just not letting these plays develop and there's plays that are going to happen downfield and he just can't see them. And he just feels this, this urgency, this urgency that's really not, maybe there all the time and maybe sometimes it is, maybe sometimes it isn't, but you know, I, I feel like there's just, he's just, he's just not right right now. And I think he'll get right. It's just going to take a little bit of time. Yeah. That's something you talked about, Travis. So I I, I talked about that yesterday because I noticed it last year after that was my main concern after the injury, after an injury of that stature, uh, looking at him coming back and having his urgency being sped up so that he can avoid what he would got himself into which we know he can take a hit. We know he almost sometimes wants to take the hit. He wants to get aggressive. But um, for him this year, I noticed it last year, but with the success that we were having, you were kind of being able to overshadow the problems. As long as you were getting the W, it didn't matter in a sense. And, you know, if we won the Super Bowl last year and we were playing off this way, I think we'd even be a little lighter than we are now. But that is the way it is on this one. I've seen it the last two games is the same way I've seen it last year is where I, I heard it. I think I might have been a locked in or locked on. Uh, might have referenced it, and it sparked it back up in my head is where, sadly, right now, Joe Burrow is a option A quarterback. And it's uh, I put 50-50 on both himself and the line. The line is caving in, wrapping around, like you said, to where he can't see those deep balls. He's not able to see the play progress to where it needs to go. But he's snapping off, and that's what happened on that Boyd interception. He snapped off. His option A was Boyd. He looked over on that side to see Boyd, who was double covered, while the rest of the field had an endless amount of opportunity. And as soon as he saw him, he wanted to hit that tight hole instead of going through option B, C, or D. And that's why the rest of this time that he's been doing this, he goes back with the line caving in on him. He ends up getting maybe two, two and a half seconds, he's tucking the ball, he's running. I want to see where Burrow can start to play back there like he has time like a Brady or a time like a Manning to where he can sit there, and this is on the offense, but it's also on Burrow to sit there and be able to get away from that without tucking and throwing the playoff to where he can sit there and try and maneuver around in a pocket if he has a pocket, which that's why 50% yeah. to the line. If we can't hold the defensive line of the Jets – that's my biggest concern, and that's maybe that's mainly where my eyes are for this whole entire game. Is if we can't hold some sort of structure, to we can't average around three to hell three and a half uh, seconds back there. Because right now he's averaging two and a half seconds back there. If we can give that man another half second to a full second, I think we see a completely different offense, and hopefully, it's a good turnaround. But that's the one thing I'm looking for. Is the, I don't think uh, we need to. I don't, I don't think he needs that much time. You know, like Dale was saying, you know, talking about targeting some of the, the, the people underneath, you know, it just I, I don't know where you're going there. I'm going to Joe. You know, p- people are acting like Zach doesn't, doesn't call plays for, for targets underneath. Like, they're there. I, I just watched all 22. I see them. 
uh, Joe Mixon's fourth targeted uh, running back in the passing game. It so needs to be in his head, though. It needs to be, hey, I don't need well, the deep shot constantly. He, he And he wants that, but at the same time, I feel like that first game threw him off because, like, the, the, the pick uh, where he's targeting Boyd, a better throw, and that's a touchdown. He, he yeah. threw that a little short. Yeah, no, 100%. Throw, that's a touchdown. So then he comes against the Cowboys, and there was one to Jamar Chase – he could have had deep and I, it looked like in, you know, all 22, it's hard to see exactly where he's looking, but it looked like he was kind of that side of the field. He could have let a rip. He didn't. And he, he mentioned that in the post-game presser that roughly they felt like they took care of the ball better this game. I'm like, well, yeah, but it was the swinging the pendulum in the other direction too conservative where I tell you what, they, they keep talking about, taking what the defense gives them and you've got Mixon almost always fine up tempo hit Mixon two yards uh, in front of you let him run for another two to three yards and then when they get tired of that and start oh. to cheat up a little bit mm-hmm. Jamar Chase over the top but yeah. but Burrow has got to want to do that and and not look down the field on every play I'm sorry it's not going to be there until we can prove to the to teams facing us that we are going to take those three, four, five yard chunks every single down you give them. Yeah, I, I like Fiji's comment here about which Burrow mentioned that you know sometimes I just want to get off to the fast start. I want to take the ball and go. So I mean, I think that's something that we could see if they win the coin toss. They might say we want the ball. We want to make a statement. We want to shut everybody up a little bit. Right. If we win the coin toss, we're on defense first. I don't care. You don't <laughs> no, care? You no, said, I, I don't care what I, I love the ballsiness no. of it. 100%. No, I, no. I like getting the ball to start the second half. I like right. starting out on defense, 100%. demoralizing them, and then getting the ball to start the second half. But Pick off we, Flacco. we can force him to go three and out. We can force him to go three and out and I then know. go down there and score. But I, that's I something I, Carson did yeah. a lot when he was here. He would want the ball right off the rip, and they would go out, and they would drive down the like field. Him. I know, but it was successful <laughs> for a while I'm before kidding. he quit the team. I'm not <laughs> kidding. I don't like him, but um, <laughs> yeah, I, I get I, your point. I, I get your point. So and then I, I have to bounce out sadly. Uh, but one of the things that started up the big fire when it came to our offensive team last year was those deep bombs. Well, as soon as it, it, it almost seemed like in a game, if we hit even Higgins, but mostly at that time, it, it was Chase. If we hit him down the sideline, if he was able to escape and go down, or he got a 40-50 and he got tackled, after that, the, the game was ours. We had the momentum and everything. They might have had a little bit of comeback, but as soon as we had that big play, that that you know devil off our shoulder, we're able to go down, and now we're going to do something with it. I haven't seen – I might have seen maybe one attempt at that. It, it's been a gone. Our, our main thing that started our fire, our ignition, that light is gone right now. And I think if we can find something, one of these snaps, two of these snaps, to just throw it out there, now we can play around and we can really have ball. But I'm excited for Sunday. I'm excited to see what happens with the line and everything, especially for myself and for how Burrow holds himself with a line difference between – Pittsburgh Steelers and then the Dallas Cowboys against the Jets uh, to see the comparison between that. Um, but I love you guys. Thank you guys for joining in on this podcast and everything. Subscribe to us and whatever. Thank you guys for joining on this one. And uh, take care of your balls, buddy. Take care of your yeah, balls. Thank you. Uh, and I will see you two actually on Thursday then.
All right. Yes, sir. Can't wait. Have a good night. You too. Thanks. Yeah, no, I totally agree with what Travis is saying too. And the thing about Joe Burrow is that I feel like Joe Burrow is going to be one of those guys that takes more sacks than other quarterbacks. He's going to be the guy that throws more interceptions maybe than some quarterbacks, but he's also going to be the guy that can get the ball way downfield to chase. And it's going to be, you know, guaranteed six points every time. I, you know, the whole effort chases down there somewhere, you know, when you have that to balance out the sacks and the turnovers, they can balance each other out right now. We're seeing the sacks and the turnovers without the effort Jamar's down there somewhere. So, you know, I, it, but I, like I said, it'll get together. I have every faith that it will. It just is going to take more time than people are, are willing to give it. So. Yeah, and those those big hitters, you know, like the Vikings, that was right before half. The Steelers, right before yeah. the half. You know, those early yeah. games that were close games. Like, we're still right there. Even the Bears game, Jamar hit a couple of those. Like, they're big momentum swingers, but they didn't happen just right off the bat. You know, we had other things going, and they yeah. were kind of a surprise thing. We just got it. It's kind of surprised me that it's been the reverse of last year. Our problems was more on the interior of the O-line for the majority of the season. And the tackle play was pretty solid with Reef and, and Williams. I don't know what's going on with Jonah, but Collins, we can all say at least it seems like he has the I'm dinged up, but that seems to be a constant thing with him, especially from Dallas fans. But we've got to get better play on the tackles because that's where Joe kind of rolls out and extends those plays, and he can't do it right now. Yep. Would you guys agree with that? Yeah, yeah I mean, he yeah. can. He can, he, he can make one guy miss, but not – <laughs> two or three yeah yeah it's rough well that's what like i totally agree with what travis was saying is I, i'm i'm interested to see how this line holds up against the jets because you know micah parsons defensive uh rookie of the year last year you know obviously the watts are always going to be a problem and the steelers have a mm-hmm. pretty good d-line so you know this this jets d-line is not full of all-stars so it'll be interesting to see how they hold up against this line because i feel like it's maybe been a little bit unfair these past these first two games you know have been really good d-lines so especially collins right he's matched up a lot with those two guys i feel like yeah so i feel like yeah because that's what they all know i think everyone knows looking at this line that collins is probably one of the weakest links on this line right now maybe um and i think that's why they're putting uh, Mike Parsons on him and they put, you know, whoever on it, but you know, we'll see, we'll see how it goes against, against this week. And then I think people can say one way or the other, whether or not they're going to start to freak out or not. I'm sure people are already freaking out. seems like people are already freaking out. We were very close to being in the same position last year. If Dalvin cook didn't fumble in overtime. So there is a lot of hope, you know, it was, we were seven and six at one point, you know, we needed a big win against like the, the Raiders, I believe it was, yep. you know, and yeah, coming out of the bye, that was a big question yeah. mark last year. And then we just started stacking those wins yep. and that's, you know, if we can just get one, then maybe we can get rolling. Like the yep. season's far from over, but this is a huge week. We can't overlook the jets. Um, let's, uh, some things that I think maybe we could attack or, or, is mixing like uh the browns against the jets last week they ran successfully right up the middle they they are not the greatest team at stopping the run right up the middle um we mentioned the short passing game do you do you guys think Mixon will get going i know there's been some criticism on him i i don't think that's necessarily fair because the offense as a whole has been so stagnant and we've been playing from behind it's really hard to get your running back going 
and bust those big plays like we usually see in the second half from him. I just want to call out Crypt uh, is asking, Dale, you're reading from a script. You're talking good football. <laughs> I took a nap, uh, so I'm not near as drunk as I usually am, Crypt. I was really tired after work. and you know. there, we, there we go. Got to get serious tonight. Um, I, I, worry, I worry about comparing anything that we could do with the Jets with what the Browns did because of that offensive line play. You know, uh, yeah. that, their offensive line is just I, – I hate it because I feel like they're – you know, it, it's like wealth distribution or whatever, and like the, the top couple of teams are just so O-line heavy. And then there's a giant gap, and it just gets exponentially worse every tier down that you go. Uh, and I hope I'm just, I'm just freaking out. Like, once our guys gel, we'll be at least average. Um, yeah, I, I see some of the stuff with, with Mixon. I, I can't stop thinking about the, 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 the time he's looking at, at Parsons, but then runs into Jonah Williams. And he's a great blocker. He is a great, he's a, he's an asset in pass protection. And I know uh, somebody threw out the, the PFF grades, you know, as a, you know, a hat tip to Chris Evans, but normally every other, I don't know why we're singling out a couple of uh, snaps this year. Every other year, Mixon is great in pass pro. He ran in the back of Jonah Williams. I have no idea why. I probably would have done the same, so I don't have any room to critique, but everybody seems a little disjointed, and no one is above it. I don't think there's anybody on the team that, that hasn't had a play or two where you know, fans, coaches, probably thinking, eh, it's probably not the best way to attack this. Yeah. Um, better execution, yeah, run, run the ball, but I'll tell you what, I don't care who's having a bad day, if, if we see what we've seen the first couple of weeks and Joe decides to say, F it, F Jamar, I'm throwing a couple yards to Mixon, eventually, you know what, Mixon's going to heat up with those. He's going to make somebody miss. Yeah. Um, they're going to start keying to that to where Joe glances that direction enough to get somebody to even lean forward, get your balance forward, and then Boom. hit Jamar. Yeah, uh, I agree. Um, so we yeah, kind of mentioned Carl Lawson. Sorry, Jess, go ahead. Do you want to hit on that? Oh, next? I was just going to say about Joe, I really feel like um, people have been kind of kind of unfairly criticizing Joe too. And I think Joe Mixon is cut from the same cloth as Joe Burrow and that, you know, when you criticize him, he gets, you know, he really wants to prove you wrong. Pissed. And I feel like Pissed. he, but unlike Joe Burrow, Unlike Joe Burrow, who does not like social media, Joe Mixon sort of embraces the whole social media thing. And I loved him saying, like, you know, when we start winning games, y'all can just stay where you're at, you know? <laughs> like, yeah. So I, I kind of love that. So I feel like uh, it's going to start clicking. Everything's going to start clicking. I think so, too. Um, we mentioned Lawson. Their, their other big kind of pass rushing guy on the defensive line is Quentin Williams. So that should be a good matchup, likely. Ted Karras played great, by the way. Just want to say that. Shout yeah. out Ted yeah. Karras. We get this win. Yeah. I'm looking forward to seeing what the shirt you're wearing after the game. Just going to say that. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> Quentin Williams, uh, do you, what did you see from Volson that looks like he took a step and then also 
you know, how do you, how would you slow him down? Do you think it's just kind of Karis is going to keep more of an eye on him with Volson? I have no idea. But Vol, I think Volson's playing great. I think he got an 87 rating. I thought I saw on Marissa Contreras' countdown. I think she said she threw up the number 87 for Volson. So I think Volson has been a very pleasant surprise. I think that after everything that we went through with um, Jackson Carmen, I think it, it's been really great having Bolson on the line. Um, so I, I don't know. Honestly, I don't know them that I don't know enough about the Jets' defense to really give an educated answer on that. But all I care is about the communication. That, yeah. That's all I care about. Because you know, and, and again, I think it was one of the one of the plays in the first two drives against the Cowboys, where you know what, a, a couple of a couple of plays better executed then it's a completely different story. We've probably got two touchdowns and two drives. We're rolling, and once again, we, we roll over uh, whoever's in front of us. But it was, it was Jonah and Sample, and I, I'm trying to, to keep up with Twitter, but I'm sure I, I, I missed. And say less about Drew Sample. I'm sure he's a good man. Hey, hey, I'm sure that – but it was, it was Sample – taking on the D lineman with Jonah looking to his right to help out Karis. And I'm like, uh, if anything, if, if I'm Jonah and, and I, I, I've never been offensive line and offensive line coaching, like I learned so much from the Duke many weathers, yep. you know, from Andrew Whitworth, from big Willie, from, you know, anybody I can, because there is a, it's a chess match. It's, it's an amazing amount of strategy, but I'm thinking I'm looking to help out Sample. No, Sample gets just absolutely Left by himself. <laughs> and we get blown up for – it was, it was so, a nine-yard nine loss and basically killed the drive. Yeah. So, you know what? Quinnen, Quinnen's going to get his pressures. Lawson's going to get his pressures. But even getting one guy – to reach over and just push a shoulder and then redirect back to guys communicating, guys feeling where everybody is around them and working as a complete unit. You know what? A couple of sacks is not going to hurt us. We're, we're yeah. going to be able to roll. It's if people are just clueless again, looking for work. Meanwhile, there's two guys, you know, digging in Joe Burrow's pockets, taking his change in his iPhone. Like, Thanks, that, James. That's not. We can't do that. Said, I know he's talking about BB. Oh, it's no, Carlos. It's Carlos. <laughs> Carlos. Oh, so he's got that Carlos. tongue out. He's got his tongue out. He doesn't Trying have any teeth. Day, baby. He doesn't have any teeth on that thing. He was super excited when he uh, he first started putting him. The ears were all I'm, perked up. He's listening to dad talk. That's what it was. He's a sweet boy. <laughs> Hi, Carlos. You good boy. <laughs> so um, how do we kind of generate pressure on Flacco? Like, I think that's another key to the game. If we can get three to five sacks on Flacco, because he's not the most mobile guy. But I feel like we've missed Larry O a little bit this year. BJ Hill hasn't played, like, super well. He's made a play here or there. But overall, he's not grading out on PFF and places like that. Very good. Um uh, Hendrickson is Hendrickson. I thought. I think. It. I think Hubbard's really taking a step. But yeah, 
So that's you, how you, you do it think right there. that's it's that simple. If we get a lead, then we can start. Yeah. Their line isn't the greatest. They have good interior line, kind of similar to us, and their offensive tackles though are have been shaky. Every yeah. week, I have said that DJ Reader is going to get a pick six, and every week I'm going to say the same thing: DJ Reader is going to get a pick six. Oh. Rumble, big man, rumble. There's nothing like a big, big man, man touchdown. He's going to buffalo shuffle into that end zone. <laughs> and it's going to be a thick. Fix six. Fix six. I'm here for it. As a fellow big man, DJ, I'm here for it. So is Carlos. Yeah. Carlos agrees. Yeah. yeah. So I'm 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 rolling with that prediction. DJ Reader has uh, definitely taken the place this year. He has moved into lead as my favorite Bengal. Yeah. And but I mean, also Sam Hubbard is great. You know, it's funny because I think Sam Hubbard got his first sack against Joe Flacco. So you know, there's a uh, there's a lot of uh, history there. So. Yeah. I think uh, I think we make Flacco stay pretty rough on Sunday, and you know we'll see. We'll Would see you guys try not... to find more snaps for Osai uh, as well on that defensive line? Like maybe Hubbard in at three tech some on third downs if we can get there. I mean, I would love to see I would love to see Osai in there, but I, at the same time, I sort of trust Lou and what he's you know what he sees, and I don't know. I think Lou has proven that that he has earned our trust as far as personnel and schemes and things like that. I would love to see them get more explosive, more get the ball, more big flashy plays, big sacks, big, you know, takeaways. But I think that they're playing adequately enough to win us the game. If we can score some points on offense. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I've heard rumors that the, the coaches, you know, and, and, Zach's kind of confirmed that, you know, talking about tweaking, you know, got to be open to change, got to be open to. And uh, people have talked about Lou and that rotation on the defensive line. Uh, there's less rotation right now, which mm -hmm. I've not looked at the numbers, but it, it certainly looks that way. It certainly feels that way. And if that's true, it's like, why? You know, the, the strength of our D-lines for so long has mm -hmm. been, you know, maybe we only had one or two of the, the, the top tier guy, but it seemed like everyone else was really good. So there wasn't a huge drop off when somebody come off the bench. And Asai yeah. is one of those guys who could end up pushing into that very, very, very good to elite, you know, based on what we've seen and what we hope. So definitely get him more involved, get everybody more involved uh, as much as they can. But uh, again, I, I agree with Fiji. If we can start out with a lead, and then I bet we see more of a side. I bet yeah, because then you, then you're not worried about the run. Maybe he's not been as uh, good with against the Desperate. run in practice. Maybe he's missing assignments. Maybe he doesn't know his responsibility and run fit. I don't know what's going on, but Lou has done uh, an amazing job. So I've got to say, you know, he sees something. Get us a 14 point lead. Let's yeah. see a side go off. Welcome to the NFL. Yeah. And maybe, you know, that gives a guy like Zach Carter some more snaps, too, when you've got a lead. He feels more comfortable putting some of these guys out there that are younger, maybe, too. Yeah. <laughs> he agrees. It's he agrees. See, I could have used this so many times to go use the bathroom. That was my dog barking. I'll record him and let you play it. Yeah. There There's you go. Time yeah. That's what he does. He says, woo, 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 woo. All right. I won't keep you guys too much longer. Um, <laughs> I think we've had a pretty good 
little preview for this week's game. We just got to go out there and, and get a get off to a decent start and Execute. you know I, I think everything will take care of itself like like you, you guys have kind of both mentioned. The good start's going to cure a lot of problems and then it's going to shut up a lot of haters. So <laughs> It feels bad right now because we're all going back to those days where the pain, yeah. We didn't know like what's going on. We had all this hope and then the hope wasn't realized. Now the difference is we have way more talent and way more brains on the staff. Like there are uh, Joe Burrow surrounded by quarterbacks. Ex quarterbacks. Like they did that on purpose. It was noted somewhere. I think maybe the athletic or somebody. They've said it before. Yeah, he's surrounded by quarterbacks, surrounded by guys looking at offense, fi- trying to find ways to, to, you know, get Joe Burrow in rhythm. That's the difference. It's not the same old, you know, where maybe we had a couple of guys who played at their ceiling, everything worked out perfectly, but then when it doesn't work, no, 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 no. We've seen Joe do magic when things were just falling apart around him. We've seen Jamar Chase do what maybe maybe they didn't get full of themselves, but maybe, you know, looking at some of those routes, looking at some of the effort, maybe uh maybe they thought it was going to be a little easier than it has been. Well, They've been kicked in the teeth now. Uh, hearing what I've heard from the players during the, the interviews, hearing what I've heard from Zach, I think they're mad. I think they, they that Jeff Ruby meeting might as well have been a players-only meeting. I guarantee they talked about what needs to be done and uh, some expectations were set that, that maybe were forgotten. You know, you, maybe you shouldn't have to set those expectations, but I bet they were set. And uh, we're going to see a much more disciplined, hungry team on Sunday. Yeah. Just yeah. win, Magically, baby. Magically, the right? plays are going to get better. <laughs> yeah, Magically. like Al said, just win, baby. Yeah. Just win. But, yeah, I think a lot of uh, Bengals fans are kind of like, hello, darkness, my old friend. Yeah. You know, everybody <laughs> wants to, like, crawl into their depression cave uh, because we've seen this before. But this is not – the 90s Bengals. This is not even the early 2000 Bengals. This is not. These are your Super Bowl Bengals. Yeah. They yeah, are still your Super Bowl Bengals. That is going to wilt under this pressure. You know, they're going to rise. They're going to rise to this occasion, in my opinion. So, have faith. Stay yeah. strong, everybody. It's coming. Good days are coming again. I promise. And, and Joe Burrow is not that guy to be like, oh, I'm just going to settle for you know not being very good, and we'll just keep. No, he's going to come out pissed off, ready to go, ready to kick some ass. Joe Shiesty. Joe. <laughs> Joe. Burr. Burr. I said that one time. The whitest, the whitest Joe time, Burr Time ever. to break out the uh, the shades again. Yeah, everybody. Bring and do what you must with your superstitions, everyone. Do what you <laughs> must. We know Tyler's washed off all his clothes. He is a yeah. brand new man. He has been showering, I, I think. Washed, washed away his sins of Bengals past in his laundry. I, I'm just ready to see us kick some butt. Um, we're going to be at the Jackpot Joey event. I'll let you guys plug some stuff. We're going to go be at a movie theater in Eastgate. If you all want to find Derek and I, we'll be there. And uh, Iceman, and I think Hoss, and Santori, and quite a few people playing yeah. and going, so that should be fun. 
Jeff actually mentioned that today, and uh, Maddie's giving away 50 free beers to the first yeah. 50 people that show up. So, all hey. to one person. It's a, it's going to be amazing. The one person that shows up first has to drink 50 straight beers. Oh, jeez. No. 50 different so, people yeah. get one beer. Let's clarify. Go to the go to the go for the free beer, stay for the movie theater experience. I mean, that sounds pretty awesome to me. Well, that's but, what I was like. I've never watched a football game in a movie theater, so I'm excited. Like that's an hour yeah. and a half drive for me, but I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna yeah. do it. I'm just gonna I would do it. it. If I if I were not working, I would totally do it. Yeah. I would absolutely do it if I were not working. But yeah. And then our boy Tyler and uh Bangalorean are also having an event near Dayton for anybody that's yeah. that way. Uh, I'm sure there's guys. like yeah. 20 other things, but that's a that's the two I know about. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna be hanging out at uh, the pub in Gahanna. Uh, one of the uh, the Bengal groups at Columbus uh, Bengals fans on Facebook. Uh, they oh, go you're out hanging there. out with Facebook people. Oh, you brave they, man! They've they've okay. dropped that before. So, um, uh, pecan pennies was was great. Uh, not was a, not a huge turnout. There's potential there, but I'm gonna you know do my due diligence and check out the pub. So anybody in Columbus, meet you at the pub, Gahanna. Should be should be a great time. And Jess, you're going to be working. I have to work, but uh, make sure you follow Tiger Stock on YouTube. We are trying really hard to get to a thousand subscribers so that we can get right. live captions. Yeah. So uh, you know. Um, okay, cut it. Cut it. Whoops. Oh no! It, I got no, he it. can't. Now he can't. <laughs> I just learned something I got to fix. Tigers talk Great. subscribers. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, when we get to a thousand subscribers, we can start having live captions and it's really important to uh, people like Meg who are deaf. Um, and we have a lot of great deaf Bengals fans. So, you know, we get captions after the fact, but it'd be really cool for them to be able to join us live and be able to comment live with all of us and um, things like that. What did you just do? Yeah. Do it. I, 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 in case she's watching, I said, I promise again, yeah. uh, I'm, I'm learning okay. and that, that, that was, I promise. Oh, uh, okay. That's nice. This is who day. She taught us who day, who day. Um, yeah. so yeah, so please subscribe. We're, I'm really proud of everything that we're putting out right now. It's, uh, we have the bombshell breakdown, which if you missed it last week is a really good one. So please uh, go back, watch our old YouTube videos and please subscribe. We're giving away. Nice a game-worn autographed Von Bell jersey when we reach a thousand subscribers so and the bombshell breakdown is with yeah. Kyle Kasky's wife Mrs. Kasky yes. I don't guess I I haven't met her yet but she, no she's so Kayla Kayla Kayla, Kayla. Kayla. I, so I was like I so I don't know yeah. the first name so yeah so I know her. Just be like Mrs. Kasky so Kayla <laughs> <laughs> Kayla Kasky is a good friend of mine. We've been friends for a long time. Ever since Kyle was a running backs coach in Cincinnati, we've been good friends and we've stayed in touch over all these years. You know, she sends me a Christmas card every year with all their adorable kids on it. And so we've been, we've stayed really good friends all these years. So she has agreed to, she's graciously agreed to share some of her knowledge with us. She's yeah. extremely intelligent about football, even, even outside of what Kyle has taught her. Cause I mean, she and Kyle obviously talk and they, Kind of bounce ideas off of each other but she has just a wealth of football knowledge all on her own she had that foundation from when she was a child with growing up in her family so you know she is very knowledgeable she's she's one of the people that kind of inspired me 
to start learning more about football and learning more about the X's and O's and the breakdowns and things like that. So, so our bombshell breakdown, that's our new segment that we just debuted for the first time last week. And then we had a good one this week. So make sure you subscribe and, and catch up on our last two episodes. All righty. Cap, you, you want to plug, plug a few Who things day? here? Who day? Blind Tiger Show, <laughs> the Blind Tiger Show. Yeah, hey, uh, Blind Tiger Show, uh, Day Baby, and uh, Bengals and Bourbon, two uh, great guys, a host that uh, definitely should watch. Uh, they have some plans to continue to improve over the season. Some surprises in store. You can't miss it. And, and if I you mean, want to see Cap almost die, you can watch last no, week's episode. No more yeah, no watch more the that. episode that was just out during yeah, the week. You can rewatch it because we ain't doing it again. So go you can just watch his face episode. and you can see death yeah. almost take him. He almost, yeah. they almost took our captain from us, everyone. Just, <laughs> it, was, it almost happened. Oh, my God. If, if right, it ever um, happens, I love you all. You know, we'll, we'll divvy oh up my, my Bengal stuff. <laughs> I, I'm just gonna say, please subscribe to our YouTube. We've got the Sam Hubbard jersey, some stuff from KBR, some Jackpot Joey gear, a lot of giveaway stuff. When we hit a thousand, we uh, went over six hundred recently, so we're getting there. Oh, you know? Congrats! So, yeah, yeah. I, I appreciate. I appreciate each and everybody that supports our show. I know we're idiots most of the time, but we do talk <laughs> a little football here and there. We have intelligent people on like this. We know how to, how to do this <laughs> thing. So. Uh, but uh, Hootay, that's all I really got. Hootay. Hootay. Yes, sir. Hootay. Big win Sunday. It's coming. Yeah. Let's it get is. it. Hootay. Cincinnati jungle fitting. Hootay in our house, we win it. Orange and black and white, we put it. Earned our stripes, you know we kill it. Bleed our colors, jungle dripping. Nasty natty, yeah, we live it. Lit the crowd, hit the city loud. Yeah, we feasting now. Fit the pounce, make the city how. Now we feasting now. Thunder through the tunnels from the sideline to the huddle. Strikes we tatted on the jungle when we flex that Hootay muscle on them. Cincinnati, we gon' rise and Jungle, we unite in the Trippin' orange, black and white Who day when we fight Live and die in these stripes uh. Now who got a move rockin' on Now who wanna move crossin' on Now who wanna move